Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop, which is taking place on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer to sign up. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to identify simple solutions and systems that will make a massive difference and ripple effect inside of your center. I'm going to help you create efficiency where you need it most and understand what is causing your school to feel so hectic and where those big pain points are. We're going to clarify your center's priority system to improve this summer. I'm going to show you how to audit those systems. We're going to define your desired outcomes, and you're going to leave the workshop with a simple plan that will make huge impact. And by simple, I mean very simple. No complex, no multi-step processes. Super, super simple. No one has time for long things. No one has brain capacity for extra stuff. We need simple things that have massive impact. Go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer, and I'll see you there. There is so much content and strategy that I want to go over with you guys here on day two that I want to dive right into the workbook. So we have the time to work through that. We have the time for Q&A. We have the time for all of those things. So today, day two is all about theme days and time blocking. But what we're going to get started with is to immediately disrupt your thinking is the three myths of the director's time. Okay, the three myths. What are those three myths? One, I must always be available for my teachers. Myth number two, I'm the only person that can do this job really well. And myth number three, I use my time well. There just isn't enough time in the day. So these are the myths. Now, I want you to let me know in the comments which one is true for you and write out that myth, right? I believe this right now. I believe that I must always be available for my teachers. I believe that I'm the only person that could do this job really well. I believe that I use my time really well and there just isn't enough time in the day. And while you're doing that, what I want to tell you is that these are myths, which is co-word for lies. They are holding you back from a breakthrough that you can truly have in your school. These are not true. They're not true. And I want you to know they're not true because I have a feeling that some of you have the sense of overwhelm and frustration around the idea of creating a calendar, around the idea of letting go of these beliefs. And I want you to know that if you dedicate time and energy in today's session and the next couple of sessions, you're going to be empowered to cut through all the noise, to get rid of all the things that are not working in your school eliminate all those things, all those barriers for your success, all of the busy work that you keep doing, that's getting you distracted and overwhelmed, all that noise that seems urgent, but isn't necessarily important when it comes to really elevating your school, right? So as you write these things down, um, don't write down just number one, write down what it is. Like I want you to look at it in the face, right? So many people are, I believe I must always be available for my teachers. I I believe there isn't enough time in the day. I believe I always have to be available. I believe that there isn't enough time, right? So many of those things, right? I'm not seeing number two so much, but I'm curious. Um, I'm curious to know who here is live with us and saying I'm the only person that could do this job really well, right? Because again, these are not about shaming yourself. This is about saying, oh, this is a belief that I have. How am I going to let go of this, right? How am I going to stop believing this? Because I want to tell you something. Okay, before the pandemic, before our world completely turned upside down, calendars and time blocking was the number one strategy that I taught all of the time. It was the way that all the school leaders eliminated distractions, eliminated interruptions, and focused on activity that grew their school forward, right? It was one of the most powerful tools to come to market with, to come to your school with. 
Fast forward to today, 365 days later, it's the exact same thing I'm still teaching. And here's why. Because of the experience of the last year, living your calendar, creating a calendar, what you're going to do here today is the only way. The only way to ensure you don't get sucked into the craziness of every single day. I cannot tell you how many of our past clients who have worked with us in the past have messaged me throughout this year and said, I need to come back. I've, I've fallen off the bandwagon. I'm so overwhelmed. I need to do time blocking. I need to do theme days again. I need to do gratitude. I need to do these things again. These are foundational. What I am teaching in these five days are foundational pieces. I teach them again and again and again, consistently. And all of our members, no matter how many years they've been in our program, consistently come back to these because this is foundational. What I'm teaching you today is a core foundational piece. If you want to have success in your school and you want to build the life that you want. Okay. You need to be able to do that. You need to be able to believe that these three myths are myths, right? So here's what we do. Stop and reframe. Number one, my time is priceless and I'm in control of who gets my time. My time is priceless and I am in charge of who gets my time. You are in charge. You are in control. Who gets your time? Who gets onto your calendar? What happened? Right today, right after today's session, a little bit after I have a conversation with my tax accountant. Okay. She's like, I need about 45 minutes of your time. I'm like, great. I need you to send me an agenda. What are we talking about in those 45 minutes? Right. Why am I doing that? I'm in control of my time. I decide who gets my time. You're telling me you need 45 minutes of my time. That's a lot of time. What do you need to cover in that? What are the outcome goals of our 45 minutes together? What result are you bringing to my business and my personal taxes that you need 45 minutes of my time? I am in charge of my time. Nobody just gets onto my calendar, right? And that's what you need to understand. You need to own that you believe you are deserving of choosing who gets onto your calendar, of choosing who gets your time, right? And it's a constant work in progress, right? It's taken me years to get to this point to be able to email the tax account back and say, I need an agenda. You need to tell me what you're focusing on in these 45 minutes. You can't just have 45 minutes of my time, right? You need to tell me what you're going to get out of this time from me. Cause that's a lot of time. That's a lot of time for someone who has a lot of stuff going on in her personal life and her business life. If you're going to take 45 minutes of my time, oh, it had better be worth it. It had better be driving a result in my organization, right? You need to be able to do that. You need to be able to hold those boundaries, right? Even when I meet with my financial advisor, right? He's coming to give us advice and help us. Great. How much time do you need? And what is the agenda? What is the purpose of the 60 minutes? Do you need mayor on the phone also? Does my husband need to be part of this conversation? If so, that takes more coordination. You're taking an hour of his time also. You're taking two hours out of the Wolshansky Incorporated organization to focus on something. It had better be worth it right? We have to become more disciplined about who gets our time, who gets our calendar, who gets our energy, who gets our brain space, who gets my soul, who gets my heart and soul, right? So many decisions and text messages that I get are energy depleting. I deleted seven text messages today that I'm not even going to answer it because here's why. I know the moment I engage in the conversation, now it's a ping pong. Now it's a two-way conversation. I don't have energy for it. So I just deleted the conversation. I'm not getting in conversation. I forwarded it to whoever can help the person. And delete. I didn't even respond because, and here's the thing. It's not about being rude. It's about, I have a lot of people in my life that I've already said yes to. I cannot say yes to more people in this point in my life. We need to remember that. Okay. Repeat that to yourself. You need to remember that you are in charge of your calendar. Okay. You are in charge of that. And any school leader who's worked with us, we have a lot of leaders who have ADD, ADHD, dyslexia, every single type 
of those um, struggles where someone really struggles with attention or focus or distraction, they have worked through our program and used these systems and made it work for them. Okay. Because something that you think is a struggle can actually be a superpower. We had someone, we had a client of ours who has really, really, really high ADHD. She takes medication for it. Super, super uh, taxing on her. And she's like, I finally figured out how to make time blocking work for me. And she figured out an entire system for her brain. And it's brilliant the way she is able to get stuff done, even with her scroll brain. So don't say, oh, but I like doing a million things at once or I like multitasking. Horseshit. That doesn't work. You need to show up for yourself. You need to understand, stop using excuses and say, but I like to multitask. No, you don't. Nobody likes to be overwhelmed. Nobody likes to do a thousand things at once. You want to be focused and attentive, right? You want to be here. You're here right now listening to me. Don't tell me that you also want to be sending emails and you also want to be signing lunch form orders and you also want to be doing a licensing tour. No, you don't. You want to be here. You want to be focused. You want to take the time that you are taking out of your day. An hour of your time is really precious. It's super precious. So if you're here, make sure to get the most out of your time. Be here. Be fully, fully, fully here. Okay? So your calendar is a strategy. It's a strategy and a formula that is going to help you implement all the things that you do. And once you do it, you're going to repeat it again and again and again. And then it becomes this incredible, incredible engine that drives amazing results for you. That is how I've been able to build a business to where we are today, even while having four kids, because the calendar serves me. The calendar drives all of the results, everything. Okay. So let's take a pause for a second. Let me see where everyone is. Where are you holding right now? My door is closed. Amazing. Amazing. My door is closed. I believe I have to be available for my staff and I struggle with telling them no. Now that we're going to work on boundaries. Great stuff. I repeat myself to myself over and over again. They don't do what I'm asking and I find myself doing it. Okay. We're going to work on some of that stuff. That's accountability, right? That is accountability. I am in all three. I need to be available. Okay. We got some work to do. Awesome. So a lot of identifying here, you know, what the system is. So as I teach these, here's what you need to tell yourself again and again. Every time resistance comes up and you tell yourself, oh, that's not going to work for me. Bam. Tell yourself, oh, that's a lie. Oh, there I go again, trying to tell myself another story. You are not a special snowflake. Your school is not unique. It's not. Every single school operates in the same ecosystem. Every single school, I don't care where you live in the world. We have people from hundreds of different cities, states, countries, continents, and time zones that work in our company. It doesn't matter where you live, what regulations are, what policies, faith, political beliefs. It doesn't matter any of that. A calendar is the only thing that will help you drive results, consistent results. You might get one-off results. You need consistent results. Okay, this is what does it for you. This is the superpower. Okay, the payoff of following this is you'd have less frustration, less resentment, less overwhelm, and more beauty. And that's what you want. Give me a hell yes in the comments if that's what you want. You want less frustration, less resentment, less overwhelm. Let me know in the comments if you want that. I need to see how badly you guys want it. I'm going to spend the next 45 minutes teaching this to you guys. Do you want it? Do you want to live a beautiful life? Do you want to have a calendar that serves you? Do you want a calendar and the ability to make decisions where you make three second decisions, right? It's, it's quick. It's easy. It's not hard to make these choices about where things go because it makes sense. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. I love it. Perfect. Keep it going. Keep it going. Let me know in the comments. I need to hear from you guys. I want to know how you're choosing to show up in these next 45 minutes. Awesome. 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 Okay, so let's get down to business and talk about 
what we're going to do here in exercise one. Okay. Because this is a defining moment. This is the moment that I call hashtag no more leftovers. I want you guys to write down in the comments, hashtag no more leftovers, because here's what happens. You're going to write down, you know, I'm hanging out with Connie Wolshansky today, hashtag no more leftovers. We are revolting against all the ideas and all the things that people say all day, that you have to hustle all day long, that you have to work your butt off every single second of the day to drive results. No, you don't. You don't get to come home with nothing left. Your parents, your kids, your spouse, your partner, they did not sign up for this. No more leftovers. Your people get the best of you, okay? Your people at work, your people at home. Everyone gets the best of you and you get the best of you. You are gonna stop being the price that you pay, okay? You are gonna stop being the price that you pay. You're gonna start claiming that this is it. I'm cutting through the noise. I'm cutting through all this stuff. Me and you and everyday school leaders who have lives beyond school, okay? If you are on here, it means you have a life beyond school. It means you want a life beyond the eight hours or 10 hours that you're working in your day. You want a life, right? You want to be able to show up for your family. You want to stop bringing home the leftovers to them. You want to stop. You want to stop this. You want to stop being the deadbeat, exhausted, ready to blow her top, exhausted human being, right? You want to be able to be that person. There we go. There we go. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, you guys are the best. Awesome. Awesome. I love seeing these comments coming in. Super engaged. Super awesome. So happy to see you guys here live with us. Okay. So let's go into the simplicity exercise one. We cannot acknowledge, we cannot fix what we don't acknowledge. We cannot fix what we don't acknowledge. So today we are going to acknowledge the list of responsibilities and tasks that we do every single week. So in your workbook on page nine, you can write out the list of responsibilities and tasks that you have to do every single day. It's a verbal vomit brain dump. Here we go. Just throw up on your page all of the stuff that you do every single freaking day. Just write it out on your paper. I give you tons of space. Write it all out. And then when you take that, I want you to put it in the comments. I want to see what you guys are doing. I'm going to be super engaged in the comments after today's session and this evening. I'm going to be giving you guys feedback of what you could start deleting, eliminating, and just getting rid of on your plate. Okay? You cannot do everything. You cannot possibly do everything. Nor should you because you can't grow the school that way. Okay, so do the verbal vomit on your page and then come here onto the chat and let us know in the comment section what your responsibilities are. Yes, Laura, we cannot fix what we don't acknowledge. Exactly, exactly. Okay. So I'm gonna take a break here for a second. I want you guys to write this down. I'm pausing here for a moment because this is important. I need you to do the work here right here with me. We'll give you guys another minute here so that you can write down what you guys do every single day. Whether you put it in the comments, just make sure you're putting it on your workbook because this is going to help you do the next exercise. Thank <laughs> you. 
All right, let me see those comments coming in. Alicia, temperature checks, bathroom breaks, classroom observations, answering phone, tours, meeting with teachers. Okay, six things. You do a way more than that, but thanks for sharing what you already wrote. Let's see some more. Let me see that love coming in. Let me hear from you guys. What is going on in your day? What are those lists of responsibilities? Awesome. Let's see it. Process developmental screenings, meeting with service area staff, respond to emails, case note services, follow up with kiddos on caseload and support teachers, classroom coaching, reviews, staff professional development, emails, phone calls. Keep it going, keep it going. Answering emails, organizing meetings, reviewing staff goals, check on progress of department functions, payroll, billing. Awesome, awesome. Look at all this great stuff coming in. Yes. So you guys can finally see you're not the only crazy people in the world. Tons of people are doing what you're doing, right? Everyone's writing down this list here, reminding people to get off their cell phones. Yes, that is not going to be a task that you're going to do anymore. We are going to set boundaries and standards. And anyone here who is part of Schools of Excellence and our directors in our circle and our OSH program, you can reply back to Mary and let her know that after you implemented the standards, you do not do reminders anymore because it's a standard in the company. Right. We need to create those standards, those policies, like how do we do things in our company? OK, pro care check in, running the meal carts, running the dishes back to the chicken, laundry. Jackie, you are doing a lot of laundry stuff. House cleaning. We need a custodian in your building. Directors do not do stuff like that. Directors being responsibilities, teacher relationships. Um, for anyone that needs a reminder of what the primary role of the school leader is, that is episode five on the Schools of Excellence podcast. There is one primary role of the school leader. That is teacher relationships. Everything else is extra. Everything else comes secondary to that. One role, teacher relationships. So anything that comes under teacher relationships, that is your primary role. If you haven't listened to that episode, make sure to listen to that episode five after today's session. Rate and leave us a review on that episode. It will be life-changing for you, promise. Okay, greeting parents, love it. Purchasing for the program. Okay, great. Let us go on to the next page. Go to page 10. And what I want you to do is, based on what you wrote in your list of activities, I want you to group the tasks into categories. So anything that is related to billing goes into one category. Anything that is related to, anything that goes into billing is, is in one category. Anything that is like email related goes into an email category. Anything that's teacher related goes into teacher category. I want you to start trying to create some categories so that you can organize your thoughts. Okay, here's what's so important to remember because there's a ton of brain and neuroscience that has been done on categories and patterns categories and patterns help our brains make faster decisions, right? That's why in the grocery store, all the cereals are in one aisle, right? There isn't cereal in aisle one, two, three, four, five, and six. That would drive you bananas, right? All the cereals in one aisle, all the milk is in one aisle. All of the fruits are in one aisle. Why? Why do stores create it like that? Okay, let me know in the comments, actually, I want to ask you guys, why do grocery stores organize their aisles based on categories, cereal, fruit, dairy, produce, paper goods, cleaning supply, laundry stuff, right, arts and crafts, why is everything organized, why when you go into a store for kids uh, for to buy clothing, right, you go into H&M, okay, there's men, there's women, there's boys, 
there's girls, there's babies, right? Why do we do that? Because when you walk into the store and you are coming to the store to buy clothing for you, you want to go to the women's section. You don't want to travel around the entire store looking for clothing because there's women's stuff next to kids stuff. That's crazy town, right? That would make you nuts. You would never go shopping because you would always be overwhelmed. Okay. So Let's see here. Let me see some of the comments. Efficiency. Ooh, listen. Listen to your words, okay, guys? This is going to be great. Such a good exercise, okay? This is how I coach my clients, okay? Um, here we go. It's a mind thing for efficiency. Makes it easier for the shopper. Saves time. Efficiency. You don't have to run around chasing your tail. Easy flow so the customer can go where they want. Organize so you can find things quickly. Easier for the shopper. Efficiency. Without organization, it'd be chaos. Great. Without theme days, your life is chaos. Without organization, your life is chaos. Your life right now, your school day looks like the shopper who comes in, who wants to buy size two underwear for their toddler and has to walk around the entire store to find it because it isn't categorized. Imagine your frustration and anxiety anytime that you would have to go buy underwear or socks or shirts or pants. So right now, every day you walk into your building and there's no efficiency. So you walk in and you just do whatever hits you, right? You're just like playing, like you're, you're playing billiards. Like you're like, okay, let's fire in this hole. Okay. Let's fire here. Okay. Let's try this. Okay. Let's do this. Okay. Let me take care of this now. Okay. Let me take care of this now. Right. And then by 10 o'clock in the morning, you're out of breath. You're ready to pant. You're ready to die. You're trying to get water. You can't get next to the water because if you walk down the hallway and try to go get some water, you're going to be interrupted by five teachers who are each going to smell you walking down the hall and try to catch you. Cause they need to just ask you a quick question. You go to the bathroom. Do you know how many times I have come into schools and I'm in the bathroom in the stalls. Okay. And the director is in one stall. I'm in the other one. And I hear her talking to the teachers who are washing their hands. She is having conversation with those people. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Can you not go to the toilet without talking to people? And when she comes out, she's got a line of teachers waiting for her outside of the toilet. And I'm like, okay, hi everyone. She's using the toilet now. So the next time I came there, because I did a whole on-site audit, I actually guarded the bathroom door. I said, no one's allowed to walk into this toilet until the director comes out. She needs to pee in peace. We're done here. Like, no more conversations while you pee. And here's why. That is a giant boundary violation. Giant, right? So I was starting with her from basics. This is going back many years ago, like five, six years ago, when I just got started. And I was doing on-site tours and really coaching people on-site. Like, she needed help with that. She was talking to her teachers while she was in the bathroom. That is how much she fell prey to the myth of, I must always be available for my teachers. She believed that in every fiber of her being. And so she made herself available while she was peeing. Okay. Now you might be laughing, but you guys might be doing a variation of that. Okay. You might be doing a variation of that. And so we really, really, really want to let go of that. Okay. You want to have that freedom. Give me an emoji right now. Give me a heart, a thumbs up, a like, whatever it is. If you're like, oh, I'm never going to be that person, right? I am not going to be the person who has those lack of boundaries, right? Well, here's the thing. Without true, consistent boundary building, we end up falling prey to all stuff like that, right? She's a great person. She's an amazing, amazing, amazing director. And I still have a great relationship with her, but she was struggling because she was just trying to keep her school going. She wasn't doing it because she didn't have self-respect. She really, really, really did have a lot of self-respect and cared about herself and the teachers, right? Right. So some of you guys are looking and you're like, oh my God, that is beyond, right? I would never do that. That's amazing. That's amazing. But there's a lot of stuff that you're doing right now that 
other people would be, say, oh my God, that's insane. So we never want to judge the other person. I gave this example not to judge. I gave this example to show context. I gave this example to show context of what happens when you don't put boundaries. Okay. There is a lot of things that every single one of you are doing that someone else might look at and say, you're insane. And that's not what this program is about. That's not what today's training is about. It's about you looking in yourself and saying, is this not normal for me? Do I need to stop doing this? Okay. That's what this is about. That's what this is about. Okay. Do not judge yourself. Do not blame this person. You don't even know who she is. Do not have any judgment on this human being. She is an extraordinary leader who had 520 kids in her school and 180 teachers. She had a ton on her plate and there were so many issues in the school that we had to take care of. And this is what she was doing for survival. This is what she did for survival. Okay. How many moms, right? If you have a baby, you don't take a shower for three days, right? And in normal human, when you're not just had a baby, you take a shower every single day, right? So you look at someone, you're like, how do you not shower for three days? That's crazy. Yeah. Well, when you have a newborn, sometimes that happens, right? So this isn't about judgment. This is about you looking at yourself and seeing what's the next step for you. This is about you cheering yourself on and seeing what's next for you. Okay. Can I get a yes in the comments? Are we good? Are we past that thing? Like we're not, we're not calling things on other people, right? This is a community where we lift each other up, not push each other down. We're here to lift each other up. We're here to recognize our weaknesses and our vulnerabilities. And we're here to put strategies in place. So we stop making those mistakes again. Okay. Awesome. 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 Okay. So let's go to, let's go on to the next thing. Let me hear from you guys. Give me yes. We're here. We're following along. You guys are all good. Yes. 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 Okay. Let me hear from you guys. Okay. Great. So let's go into right now. Let's go into theme days. Let's go to page 11. Let's go to theme days. Absolutely. Okay. Everyone's here. Great. What is a theme day? Okay. A theme day. A theme day is an organizing principle for what happens in that day. Okay. So just like in the grocery store, every single aisle has a place of what goes into that aisle. You have a calendar. You work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Every single day has a theme for what happens on that day because you don't do a little bit of everything every single day because your brain capacity loads up and boom, you crash. Okay. So every single day needs a theme, needs an organizing principle for what happens on that day and what actually gets done and how you're moving the school forward based on what your theme is. Right now, here's the thing, right? Calling all perfectionists. You are not going to get this right the first time. You're actually going to fail so hard. So if you're ready to fail hard and get back up again and try again, then I want you to do this exercise. If you're a perfectionist and you get it right the first time, I love you so much. This is where we part ways. I don't work with perfectionists. We work with people who want to do the work, fail, see how, see, see the data, get back up again and try again. That is how you get results. Okay. Any person that you see who has phenomenal results in any year of your life, pro Olympians, athletes, professional speakers, um, celebrities, whoever it is, they have failed a thousand times and a thousand times over again until they got to where they are today. So your theme days that says over here on page 11, this is not going to be the only variation of your theme days. You're going to have multiple variations until you get it right until you get it right for you. And then it's going to work for you a little bit. And then your life's going to change because life changes because you move into different seasons of your life. And then oh, we got to change the theme days again. It's not working for us anymore. So this concept that you need to get something right, right out of the gate, please remove that mindset. It is crippling you and paralyzing you that you need to get something right, right out of the gate. 
It's wrong. It's wrong. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. How are you supposed to know how to do something right out of the gate? Do you expect a 19-year-old teacher who's never taught in a classroom before to walk into the classroom with two-year-olds and know exactly how to run and function a two-year-old classroom? Of course not. She's 19. She's never run a classroom before. Okay? So the same way you don't have that expectation, right, that she's going to fail 100 times and there's going to be a lot of chaos in the classroom in the beginning until she has all her transitions put in place that are developmentally appropriate. Well, the same thing is with you. This is the first time you're creating theme and organization to your day, right? The first time someone opens up a grocery store, they already have a model that they work from like, oh, this is how grocery store set up. So now you're here today to cut the learning curve. This is how school leaders function. High performing school leaders have theme days. You're welcome. I just saved you tons and tons of agony and stress in your life. Theme days, create the theme days because they create organization and efficiency. All the things that you said about the grocery store, same thing here, all the same things. Okay. All the same things all this stuff. Okay. This has become an unconscious culture that people are supposed to get things right, right out of the gate. It's impossible. It is impossible. Stop trying to think that you're supposed to get it right out of the gate. It's so arrogant. It's so arrogant to think that the first time I try something, I should get it right. I'm that good. When I try something the first time, I should get it right the first time. I just did something yesterday. For the first time, I taught on a live training. I went 15 minutes over. I didn't budget my time properly, right? Today, I worked a little bit harder. I hope to stay on time today. First time, I'm going to fail. I'm not going to get it right the first time. What if I decided that yesterday's failure means, oh, that's it. I can't do it. Not showing up for you guys today. Sorry, I failed yesterday. I can't get back up again. What does that even mean, right? Am I crippled by yesterday's thing that I went 15 minutes over? Of course not. I learned from it. I prepped a little better. I cut out a couple other stuff. I did a couple more role plays and I'm here live again today. We'll see how today goes. Hopefully I can keep the time frame, right? But it's only second time I'm doing it. So here's the thing you have to remember. I'm learning your life with you. I'm a real person. I'm a real person who's doing real things, who's doing hard stuff, who's showing up and doing the work every single day. You want to learn from real people. I don't like learning from fake humans. Okay. I like learning from real people. Okay, so in the comment section, let me know, guys, your sample theme days. What is going to be the first variation of your theme day? You're going to make this page messy. Okay, everyone take a deep breath. All the perfectionists, it's going to be messy. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be your first version, and you're going to race it, and you're going to do it again. You're going to race it and do it again. You're going to cross it out and do it again. It's going to be so good for you. So good for you. You're going to make mistakes now and stand back up again. And as you make more mistakes and stand back up again, you build your resiliency muscle. Those are the people that make it to the top. Those are the people that succeed in the long run because not they have some special sauce and they're super genius, smart people. They just stick at it long enough. They just stay with it long enough. That's what happens. They just don't give up. They stay with it long enough. Okay. So let me know in the comments, your sample theme days. Here we go. Let me know in the comments. And for those of you that are in our director's inner circle and our owners, let me know in the comments what your theme days look like now. After you've been in the program for 30, 60, 90 days or a year or two years or three years, let me know in the comments, what are your theme days? Tracy, what is it? What do you love and need? What did you need today? Tell us. I love your comment. I love and need this giant heart, sending you hearts back. What is it that you need? 
Okay. Now here's the thing also, let me know in the comments, your five theme days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, what they are and put them in the comments because I'm going to come in there and give you guys feedback, real time feedback. Okay. So I give you some sample theme days here. You don't have to use mine. They're samples come inside here and do that. Okay. I needed to hear that I can fail. I love it. Okay. Joe has Monday. She's doing marketing and communication and tours. Okay. Paperwork day, observation day, teacher meetings day. Amazing. Parent day. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Let's go. Let me hear from you guys. Yes, Trisha, staff, but that's one day, right? We don't do staff every single day. Monday, payroll, Tuesday, awesome. By the way, any one of you that are seeing how our members are doing that, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, those are the members. Those are our people who have been working with us. They have this dialed in really, really well. This is what you know is coming, right? When you do the work, this is what's possible for you, okay? Tracy, the analogy of the grocery store at home organization on my calendar with themes. Awesome, Tracy, I love it. So happy to hear that. Hi, Sanam. Okay, amazing, amazing, amazing. Okay, let us move on. Let's go to page 12. Go to page 12 in the workbook. Let's move on. Okay, we ready to move on? Give me a, uh, um, a check, uh, a like or a heart or whatever it is. I can see a bunch of those coming in. Let me know if we're ready to move on. I want to go on to the next strategy. I have so many things I want to go over with you guys today, and I want to keep the time. Um, yes, Mel, um, all of the comments will be um, on Facebook um, in the recording, so you could see all the comments. You won't, um, you won't be able to see the Facebook comments um, in the uh, Zoom recording. Um, okay. Lots of hearts. Okay, let me see. Bring those in so I know that you guys are ready to move on. Bring it on. Bring it on. Let's go. Let me hear from you guys. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. And again, remember your first time you're doing theme days, we're, we're like, we might just pick something out of the hat and not realize that that's not something that takes a whole day, right? A theme is an organizing principle for the day, right? So emails is a giant principle or like Monday madness or like paperwork. My Monday is meetings. It's Monday meetings. I have all my meetings on Mondays, right? My Tuesdays are content. I build content. Wednesdays is all about client delivery. It's when I do coaching. It's when I do all of these different things, right? Thursdays are relationship. Fridays are finance. So it takes time to build it out. It takes time to put it together. Okay. Great. So let's go to time blocking. What is time blocking? Okay. Time blocking is blocking off a portion of your day to focus on something important for the growth of your school. It's blocking off a portion of your day to focus on something that is important for the growth of your school. Interruptions and other people's emergencies are not important for you. Remember that other people's emergencies and tasks are not important for you or for the growth of your school. They're important for them. They're not your emergencies. They're not your emergencies. Okay. They're just not. Now, here's the thing. Not everyone's a planner. Not everyone is someone who's thinking seven steps ahead or working that through. You're the school leader. You have to be a planner. You have to be someone that thinks through a couple steps ahead and is looking at what's happening next. That's part of being the visionary. It's part of being the leader. You have to have this skill, right? You have to be the person who sees what's happening next and what's coming up right? And be able to manage and plan and scope it out. You need to be able to do that, right? You need to be able to do that. 
Okay, so what we're gonna do is a quick exercise. Let me know in the comments. I want you to define the word emergency. I wanna see, we have 70 people here live and we have another 400 people registered that are another over 450 people registered for this training. I am curious to know how do you develop, how do you define emergency? Because here's the thing, your definition of an emergency is very different than your staff's definition of an emergency. Here's what staff define as an emergency. I'm out of paper goods. Um, I can't find the glue sticks. Uh, where are the band-aids? Um, I don't know where the diapers are. Um, here's like four bucks cash from Miss uh, Lucy. She dropped it off. Uh, <clears throat> just trying to think of all the emergencies that I've seen when I've been in a school. Oh, here's your headphones back. I don't need them anymore. Uh, can I borrow your stapler? Oh, we're out of purple paint. Can you put that on the order that's next? Do I need to go on? That's an emergency for your staff. That is an emergency for your staff. That's not an emergency for you. Not an emergency for you. But your staff define emergency in that way, in that context. Okay? Um, so let me know in the comments. What do we have here? Bleeding or dying. Lots of blood. Lots of blood. Life or death. Oh, uh, You have to define life or death. Lots of teachers think being out of blue sticks is life or death. I've seen it. Okay? Child lost, blood, broken bone. Every day through everything feels like an emergency. Yeah, Heather, we got it. We got to change that. Uh, something that needs immediate attention. You need to define what needs immediate attention. Not every single thing needs immediate attention, right? Like when I go to take a rest, I make very clear guidelines with my husband what defines waking me up. And it's basically nothing. Um, pretty much. You can handle everything. There is basically never a reason to wake me up ever. There's blood. You can take care of it. Like there's never a reason to wake me up. Right. So we have to really define emergencies to our people so they can really understand that just because there's blood doesn't mean you have to wake me up. You know how to take care of blood. Your teachers should know how to take care of blood. Define blood. Okay. A paper cut that has blood. Uh, you can take care of that. You can get a bandaid and take care of that. You don't need to involve me. What does blood mean? How much? Right. A head gash. What does blood mean? Guys, you have to get so specific with your people because if not, they will drive you bananas, okay? Blood does not constitute an emergency. I have four kids. There's blood almost every day in my house, okay? I never, ever page my husband. Oh my God, there's blood. Deal with it, right? Deal with it. That's part of your training. Figure out how to deal with it. Get the bandage, get the ice, figure it out right? Deal with it. So, so define blood. How much is an emergency to knock on my door? Not everything. If you need to call 911, okay, right? And then you help a teacher figure that out, right? When there's a cut, we don't call 911. Yeah, you actually have to break every single thing down because common sense is not common. Common sense, not common, okay? I love this. I love how I'm taking 10 minutes to describe blood. Like, it's great. Like, this is what these sessions are about. Awesome. Okay. So let's go to blocking. Let's go to time blocking. Okay. Blocking or time your calendars was the most effective uh, time management tools for directors. Okay. Here are some ideas for your time blocks. Okay. Now, the reason why it's so important to create time blocks is because when you don't block out a portion of your day to get something done, then every ping and ding and ring and swing and bing is going to stop you and you are never going to complete anything. 
Every ping and ding and ching and bing is going to drive you crazy and you're going to get nothing done. You need to have blocks of time that your phone is turned off, that you are not available. You're just not available, right? Today, yesterday and today, I had two deliveries, okay? We're a couple of weeks before Passover. It's a huge holiday here. So yesterday we had a freezer delivery. We had to get a new freezer. Today, we had an Ikea delivery for the playroom, okay? Two deliveries. Now, you know how delivery times work. They're like, oh, we're going to deliver between 10 o'clock and 7 o'clock or whatever it is, right? I don't buy that, right? I message a company back, and I'm like, listen, I am not available between 1 and 2. I am teaching. That is what I'm doing with you guys right now. You need to get here before 1 o'clock or after 2 o'clock. And if you come in between 1 and 2, guess what? I'm not going to answer the door because I am not available. I'm not available. So you need to figure this out because this window doesn't work for me. Okay. Now here's the thing. When you actually communicate it, they figure it out because guess what? They give the giant window because it's convenient for them. I'm a client. I'm paying you. Make it convenient for me. So yesterday and today, they both came by 12 o'clock and made the deliveries. So I was able to open the door, sign for it, and they would leave. Okay. So here's the thing also, like so many times we don't realize you can actually set the tone. You can actually go back to big companies like Home Depot and Ikea and tell them, Hey, you know, that time frame doesn't work for me. I need you to come either till 12 or after two o'clock because I'm not available between one and two. I'm just not available. I just can't answer the door for you. Right. I did that today. I did it with Ikea yesterday. I did it with Home Depot. So Remember, you're in charge of the calendar. You're in charge of the calendar. Okay? So go to page 12. You have some sample time blocks. Page 13, this is actually something for you to do after. This is a sample schedule of a real living, breathing director. She's still a real human. Okay? It's real human sample schedule. Not ripped off of Google or Pinterest or YouTube. Like, this is a real person who did the work, who filled this out. Okay, so that's why this schedule is really great. Okay, so she has over her theme days, her time blocks. Like, look at this for inspiration because it's really, really, really powerful. Okay, so let me know in the comments right now. I want you to write out, like, what are some sample time blocks that you can put together, right? That is today's challenge. Page number 14, map out your first draft of theme days and sample time blocks. So on Monday, what is going to be your theme day? If it's going to be paperwork, what are you focused on, right? What has to get done that day? Okay, so let's work on this a little bit on today's challenge. What are the theme days and time blocks that you could start working on? I love that. Common sense is not so common. Yes, Jackie, it's not. Okay, so let's see some sample theme days and time blocks. Let me see some of those so I could give you some, um, so I could give you guys some feedback. And while you guys are doing that, you know, I was talking with the director and she was saying, she like, you know, I put together this amazing calendar and it's great, you know, until something happens. And I'm always like, great. Um, so how often does something happen in the school that throws you off schedule? And she's like every day. And I'm like, yeah, cause that's life. Every single day, something's going to happen. Every single day is going to be an interruption. Every single day, there's going to be something that's going on. And so you're building a calendar, not of rigidity, you're not building a train schedule that you are in a time block between 105 and 129. There needs to be some, some fluidity to it because you're a person, right? And in your 30-minute time block, all of a sudden you might need the bathroom. Oh my God, could you imagine you're a real person who has real human needs? So now your time block is cut off and now you need to go use the restroom and you come back and then you need to finish your time block, 
right? So there needs to be built-in fluidity into the day for breaks, for walks, for eating, for bathrooms, for resting. Good, Kim, I'm so happy to hear that the, the examples are revolutionary. I made a promise yesterday that these five days are going to be life-changing for you. I told you that, and I'm delivering on that. I promise that these trainings are going to be more life-changing than anything you've ever paid before, because it's for real, okay? How do you make time blocks if meetings are sporadic and not in your control? You make the meetings. You work hard to create as many meetings as you can in your control. And that takes confidence and conviction that you deserve to have a calendar that serves you. I will tell you, I can't even count how many clients we have coached to go to the board, to go to the priest, to go to the rabbi, to go to all the heads right? Who said, this is when I can meet with you guys, right? And it's just kind of been the standing set in stone meeting that the director felt she had zero control over. And I said, go back to the head and say, listen, this has been our standing meeting, you know, for the last three years, it's been Tuesday morning and 10 o'clock. One of the things that I'm starting to do in the center is I'm starting to do classroom observations and 10 o'clock is a really an ideal time for me to get into the classroom and see the teachers so I can up-level their performance. So I can see what's going on and really make the school better because I'm so committed to your school. I'm so committed to making your school an amazing place. And I was wondering if we can reevaluate the 10 o'clock meeting on Tuesday um, because 10 o'clock is a really good time for me to get into the classroom. I want to be there for the teachers and I want to be there for our meeting also, what can we do? Where can there be some flexibility of a different time possibly? I have yet to hear back from a director that said, oh, the person said no, like there's no flexibility. It's a conversation, but you have to believe that you deserve someone to show up for you. You have to believe that you deserve for someone to change their schedule for you. You have to believe that you are worthy and you are the greatest asset that your school can possibly have. You are the school's greatest asset. Repeat that to yourself in the morning and the night. Every single day, morning and night, you are the school's greatest asset. So if you are the school's greatest asset, why are you treating yourself like the school's like grout and tiles on the floor? You are the school's greatest asset. Own it, right? I didn't say be a bitch. Go to the priest with respect. Go to the board with respect. Go to the rabbi with respect. Go to the head with respect. Be respectful, but ask for what you need. We don't think we deserve what we need to make the school better. Give me a yes in the comments if you believe that, right? Give me a yes if you wished that you had more confidence and conviction to own yourself and your calendar and your time and your worth. Let me know in the comments. Let me hear. I want to hear from you guys. You deserve to own that for yourself. Yes, yes. All right. Let me see you guys. Come in. Let me see those comments come in. Because here's the thing that's important to remember. There's always distractions. It's always a busy time. There's always outside forces that are going to be pulling against you. And so the real question you have to be asking yourself is, if all of this remained the same, if there's always going to be distractions, if there's always going to be a busy season, if there's always going to be outside forces coming against me, do I still want to do this? Do I still want to do this? Do I still want all the stress and pressure that comes with that? Pressure is a privilege. It's a privilege to be able to do work like this. 
Do you still want it? Even with everything that comes with it. And most of the people tell me yes. Well, if you're going to answer yes, it comes with a package. It comes with a package. Yes. Yes, Diane. That's why we need support and community and help to take us there. Right? Yes, you have to live it. You have to believe that you deserve it, right? Because this is separation season. This is what separates the people that are ready to do the inner work and the people that are always looking for the next gimmick, the next tactic, the next person that they can blame, right? If they're not blaming the government, they're blaming the economy. If they're not blaming the economy, they're blaming the governor. If they're not blaming the governor, they're blaming the licensor. If they're not blaming him, they're blaming the weather. If they're not blaming the weather, they're blaming, oh my gosh, this, you know, the housing market is bad here or whatever. They always have someone to blame. I repel people like that. Stop blaming and playing the victim. It's a child, children sit in the back seat and have someone else run the car for them. You want to be a grown up? You want to sit in the driver's seat? You need to be a grown up. Grown ups don't play. Grown ups don't point fingers. Grown ups don't play the victim. They own up. They warrior up. They say, This is it. It's do or die. I'm here. You're here. Show up for yourself. Be here for yourself. Don't be a child. Be a grown up. Show up for yourself. Show up for yourself. Yes, it's terrifying to do. And that's why we need supporting community. No one ever said this is easy. I'm never going to promise you this is easy. I'm a real person. I'm going to tell you this is really hard. And I'm also going to tell you there's community and support that helps you get there. Every single step of the way. Every single step of the way. Yes, Tracy, pressure is a privilege. Okay? Because your biggest competition is not the school next door. Your biggest competition is not any of those things. It's not. It's not whether or not your school is next in line to get the COVID vaccine. It's none of that. Your biggest competition, take a deep breath, you ready? Your biggest competition is not Wendy's. It's not the person next door that's paying 50 more cents an hour and taking away all your teachers. It's garbage. Your biggest competition is your ability to stay focused and be disciplined even when everything is going crazy. I'm gonna say that again. Your biggest competition is your ability to stay focused and disciplined even when everything is going crazy. That is the greatest threat. That is the downfall for every school leader that I've seen, that I've worked with. Their downfall is not being disciplined. The leaders who rise, the leaders who are in my legacy group, the leaders who build empires and continue to build on them are not special people. They are just like you and me. Here's the difference. They have a calendar, they have boundaries, they have time blocks, and they are disciplined and they remain focused. That is the difference because here's the thing. It is so hard. It is so easy to get distracted. I get distracted all the time. But I'm constantly building people around me to remind me, stay stay the course, stay the course, stay the course, right? And I'm constantly telling people, let me know where I'm falling off the bag. Where can I support you better? What can I do better for you, right? Because I am prone to all of those things because, ding, 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 I'm human. I'm a real person, which means I'm also going to get distracted, right? You think because I teach this stuff, I don't get distracted? That would mean I'm not a real person. You think because I teach this stuff about resiliency that when I fall on my face, I don't feel, feel feelings of despair? I'm a real person. I feel all the feelings that you feel because I'm human. But here's the difference. I refuse to fall subject to that. I refuse to play the victim card. I never, ever let myself do that. I always worry her up. Sometimes I get up faster. Sometimes I get up slower. But every time I fall, I feel the exact same feelings that you do because I'm human, right? Don't believe someone that tells you they don't feel that stuff. It's not human not to, but stand back up again. That's when you become the warrior. Are you going to victim up or warrior up? What are you going to be? What are you going to be? Yes. There you go. I thought literally just listened to the doorbell ring three times before the staff answered it. Exactly. Right. There we go. Okay. So let's bring everything in a full circle. 
couple more questions I want you to answer. Okay. First, I want you to let me know in the comments. I am committed to be patient with myself. I am committed to be disciplined and patient because if you are, you're going to win at this game. I am committed to being patient. Here we go. Let me hear. Yes, Chrissy, warrior up. I'm committed to be patient. Let me know in the comments. Who is committed to be patient? Who has it? Who's committed to being here? Who is committed to be patient and stand up and have the discipline and do the practices, right? I have a couple more questions for you guys to think through. Warrior, be committed to being patient and do the hard work. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, right? Because as you go through your time blocks, okay, as you go through today's challenge, which is to write out your things and your time blocks, and there's going to be a post in the Facebook group right after today's session that you can jump inside there and fill out your homework. I want you guys to do that. If you didn't do your homework yesterday, go into that post and do that homework as well. Make sure you get that done. But part of doing this exercise, a couple questions to help you. What are you doing out of obligation? Is there something on your to-do list that you're doing out of obligation? What are you doing out of habit? Do you know how many habits you have that are disastrous for your school? A lot. What are you doing out of guilt? Anything that you do out of guilt is toxic. It is toxic for your culture. Tomorrow, we're going to talk all about culture. Anything that you're doing out of guilt is toxic for your culture. That is why you need to do this homework. What is sitting on your calendar that you are doing out of guilt? Because that thing got to get eliminated. Eliminate it. If you want a culture of excellence, if you want a beautiful culture, you cannot do things out of guilt. You cannot do that. It needs to come from a place of generosity. It needs to come from a place of openness. It needs to come from a place of, because I want to. I want to be here. I get to be here. Right now, I have to be here. I get to play with my kids. I get to go out with my husband for dinner. How lucky am I that I get to do this? Right? Show up in that way. Right? When you answer these questions, you cut out 10 to 15 hours a week of work because all of a sudden you stop doing things that are bad habits and out of guilt. Okay? You just stop doing these things. Okay? So, let me see her in the comments. I'm committed. Awesome. Awesome. Doing the hard work. Doing the hard work. Being okay with not being perfect, right? So what are some time blocks? Emails. Send all your emails in one shot, right? Don't send 70 emails a day in 70 different times. That is inefficient, right? That is like the grocery store putting milk in every aisle, right? Putting green milk in one aisle, red milk in the other aisle, soy milk in another aisle, and almond milk in another aisle. And you're like, okay, I need red milk and I need almond milk. Okay, I got to go through all these different aisles to find the milk that I want. You're doing the exact same thing, okay? One-on-one meetings. Schedule them, okay? Schedule them. It's a skill. It's a skill to be able to do this. It's a skill to be able to lead one-on-one meetings with teachers and not have them go over time. It's a skill. It's a skill to be able to do this. It takes reps. It takes practice. You have to trust your rhythm, right? You have to do the work. You have to practice, right? I'm standing over here. I have no slide deck, right? I'm standing over here with teaching. Do you think I just get up and I start teaching? It's reps. It's 30 years of experience and training. You can't just get up here and talk. You got to know what you're doing. You have to practice, right? So we want to have these amazing results and not do the reps. doesn't work like that. doesn't work like that. Okay? So there's two challenges for today. We're right here at the top of the hour. One is you're going to fill out your theme days and your sample time blocks. And then we have a bonus challenge 
where we're going to tell you to track your time for three hours. Choose any three hours between today and tomorrow's session and next training. And I want you to track who asked you a question and what was the question. Who asked you a question and what was the question? This is a bonus challenge. If you do the bonus challenge, tell your concierge, tell your advisor who is with you that you did the bonus challenge and let her know. I want to see those challenges, okay? I'm constantly in touch with the concierge people. They're constantly telling me what's going on. So be in touch with them. Let us know in the comments, be in touch with them, okay? So you're going to be doing your theme days and sample time blocks and then your bonus session, okay? So. Here we are at the top of the hour. I wanna thank every single one of you, one for showing up, one for engaging in the comments and truly being present and here and available, for committing to yourself, for making sure that you do the homework after today's session, make sure you do the homework. That is how you get results, do the work, okay? And as you sign off today, let me know what your biggest takeaway is in the comments. What are you carrying with you? What quote did you hear? What concept did you learn about? What are you taking away with you? Because that's what you need to give you that momentum. Okay. Yes, Michelle, every single one has a person. If you haven't met a personal, your personal concierge yet, go into Facebook in your messages and click unread messages from like non-friends, there's a message sitting there waiting from your um, accountability advisor. So make sure to go in there, make sure to connect with them. That is one of the best parts of being in this training. Okay. So you will know who your person is um, by checking over inside over there. Okay. Here we go. Um, how do I know who my person is? Erin, check your, check your Facebook, check your Facebook thing. Karen says time blocking. Okay, my biggest takeaway is rethinking my theme days. Awesome. I'm going to jump here inside here, check all your comments, respond to them. Um, yes, everyone has to find our person. Go into the Facebook, go into the inbox, check for her, engage in conversation, make sure that you connect with your concierge. That is what's going to help you do the work. Do the workbook, fill it out. I'll see you here tomorrow, one o'clock Eastern. We're talking culture. Culture tomorrow, you all want to show up. Make sure to set those reminders and be here live with me. Thank you so much for joining me and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you so much. Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can click the link in the show notes or go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to optimize your already efficient systems or help you tweak some ones that need a little bit more tweaking to help you enter the 2024-2025 school year with ease, with success, and with calmness. Increase your profitability, reduce your expenses, and more than anything, just help you buy back some of your time. I look forward to seeing you there.